The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. Listeners, please welcome fan favorite, international gay porn superstar, and multiple award nominee... Sir Peter. Welcome to the show, Sir Peter. Hi. Well, thank you. The devil's a lot of titles for, for, for me, but thank you for having me. They, they were um, all honest titles. Excited. Yes, and uh, I'm very excited mainly because I'm talking to you and to your listeners, and I'm just excited. I am excited to have you on as well. I'm glad you're here. You have had quite an interesting career ever since you joined the industry, and uh, I am super, super excited to get the chance to get inside of your brain a little bit and to understand, you know, everything that you've been able to experience in the amount of time Mm -hmm. that you've been in the business. So. Before we start anything, though, let me get some unique stats of you. Let me get some unique stats that the listeners might not know about. First up, what's your height and weight? So I'm going to tell you European size because I'm lost in interest and all that. So I'm 186 tall, and at the moment I weigh 90 kilos. So I'll say... I'm very bad at that. I'll just let you know that now. Okay, it's <laughs> fine. Very, they can use very, Google. Very, 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 yeah, I'll, I'm 186, and I weigh 90 kilos. Usually people think that I'm shorter. I don't, I don't know why, but I always get uh, a little bit um, like, oh, my God, you you look tall. You are tall. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they expect me to be shorter for some for some reason. Just for the listeners, I did a quick little bit of math. Uh, he's over six feet, so he's about six one. Okay. Yes, yes. I, I, I had that in mind, but I was like, I'm not going to make a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a for, for people to actually Google it. Probably. Exactly, but, yeah. and also you don't want to claim to be shorter than you are. You have to claim every inch, no. Sir Peter. It's- I mean, in, in this industry, every inch counts. Exactly. And so I'm very careful of oh, how many inches, actually. Yes. Cada pulgada. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. Exactly like that. Yes. Exactly like that. What's your ethnic background? So I'm, I was, I'm Portuguese. I was born in Portugal. And my immediate family, they're all Portuguese. They were born there. But there was been side or feeling that because I relate uh, better with Brazilian people and I have a lot of Brazilian friends actually more than I have Portuguese so I did my my heritage test and all of that and actually I find out that my great great uh, 
grandfathers grand, uh, and mother, they all came from Brazil to Portugal. So, in theory, I'm around 70% Brazilian and mixed with other ethnicities, but I was born in Portugal. So, a lot of people don't know that. Very nice. And they never guess that I'm Portuguese. Yeah. They always say Brazilian or Spanish or Italian, whatever Portuguese. Very nice. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Libra. I was born in October 3rd, um, 19. So if I have any doubts about my birthday, if you watch me in girls, you know what day it is. Yes. So October 3rd. I always say that to people just to make a joke. I love but it. Everybody, everybody loves that movie. Yes. And I know you just gave the year, but I usually ask, how old are you? I'm 32. I'm going to be 33 this year. So apparently those, these are the good years. So I'm just um, trying to make it and tell you later how it feels. Yes. Well, it's always the good years. As long as, you know, you make it the good years, it'll always be the good years. That's that's what I'm trying now. Let's just uh, be happy and mix make me or make what makes me happy and I think that's actually reflects in your state of mind, in your uh, energy. So that's my ph- my philosophy now is just to make what makes me happy and do what makes me happy. I love that. So let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. You already told me where you were born. Tell me about what yeah. life was like for you growing up? What was young Sir Peter like? <sighs> so a lot of people don't know that as well. And that's another fact that is curious. I have a twin brother, actually. Really? And yes, not a lot, a lot of people know that. Um, and he's gay as well. And uh, yeah, we were, were both of us. And my, my parents had me, me and my brother, at a late age, after 40s. And I already had four brothers. And he came like me and my, my brother, twins. And I, I had, I think, a happy childhood. I didn't have much, but always having my brother was always a thing that made everything missing or everything that was not perfect to be fine because I had him. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a very nice, I think, child, childhood looking back now. When did you first start realizing your sexuality? I think I always knew. Me and my brother we always knew. And there were, I remember, like, uh, you used to watch in Portugal, there was a big thing, the telenovelas especially mm-hmm. from Brazil. And then we were always very big, big, big fans of that. And we always never talked about the girls. We were talking about the guys. And <laughs> I remember we, we just, I don't know, that, that probably that uh, twin uh, vibe and link. So uh-huh. I knew exactly what he was trying to say without saying, because I grew up in a very Christian house, household. So... We were learning to communicate through just 
looking at, at each other. But I always knew that I was gay. I didn't know what gay was. I didn't know the term. or But I knew that I was different from all of the kids in school. So it helped as well, again, to have my brother because he helped me through a lot besides all of the all of the bullying and all of that. So I always knew. I think everybody knows deep, deep down, even if you don't want to admit it or to put it into words. But again, I always, I always knew. Can you share with the listeners a bit about your experience as, you know, a, a young gay person in Europe? Because, uh, you know, I'm based here in the United States, and uh, yeah. I, I would assume, you know, it, it's podcasting, so people from across the world can actually listen to the podcast. But I would assume that the majority of my listeners are based in the United States, so they know the experience, or they might know the experience from a United States perspective. So can you share with okay. them a little bit about, you know, being in Europe and discovering your sexuality and how how that felt? You know, was it something that you had to keep to yourself to stay closeted? Was it something that you felt you were um, able to freely express with your brother, within your family? Yeah, I was, I mean, in... I always, we always grew up with the vision of uh, America being uh, like the land of land of the dreams, and everything can happen. You can be whoever you want to be in America. So here in me, my experience, and because I I was born in a very small town, so everybody knew me, and especially because being uh, twins and all of my neighbors knew me and my father and my my mother so i like the word gay was never outed to me so i had to learn i had to search for it to search for the that term to uh, identify with so considering that i was born and lived in a very small close-minded christian um uh, town, I was always yeah afraid of expressing what I was feeling, expressing of what I was, or or ask for help for my for my mother or my father to try to help me out to understand. So I think uh, it all differs. It depends on where you were born. So if you probably if you were born in the big city, probably the mentality is a little bit more open, and uh, actually your parents um, can actually help you through it. And one thing that I thought it was different as well is because my father and my mother was a little bit older than the rest of my friends. So I think the generation, the old one, is still a little bit. Um, afraid of um, talk about stuff so it was I pretend to actually like the same things as my other friends I pretend to like girls I pretend to anything that can actually let me fit in and not to feel the odd one but discovering the sexuality my sexuality with my friends and you you know going to the gym and to the school thing and 
watch your friends and 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 dress and all all of that of course it caught my my eye and you cannot help but watch and you feel like everybody's judging you and pointing you out because you are the weird one so actually i can say i actually felt more comfortable about my sexuality and to discover after i turned 16 so i think it was around that time that i was exposed more to a big city and different people people that were more like me that actually helped me to see the world in a different light in the way that i was not the only one so that helped me a lot as well did you have a moment in your life where you know, you sort of officially came out. I feel like the coming out moment is, yeah. is so um, <laughs> old school now, you know, in the year 2023. Yeah. But back then, when you were younger, like, did you have a moment mm-hmm. when you officially came out? What was that, the coming out experience like for you? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was actually, uh, was I was having my first love, like, so it was, like, very intense. Everything was about this person. And I remember clearly I post something on Facebook with this with my my ex boyfriend, and all of my family uh, start uh, start asking questions. And I remember I was like twenty three, twenty four, probably when I had to actually came came out to my family. And I remember this because this is very funny when I tell people, people just laugh because I told my father look, what you see in the picture is what is what it is. I don't like girls. I'm not straight. I like guys. And <laughs> I remember the first time I told my father, the first thing that he said uh, was, are you a top or a bottom? There, there was just this concern was if I was top or bottom. And then I just laugh and, and say, I and said, I don't ask you what you like in your sexual life. I don't know. I don't want to know what you are into. But there was a weird question coming from my straight father to know the exact terms to call it. So, yeah, he was worried about mainly if I was born on a top. I think he would be more accepting uh, if I was a top. <laughs> so that was just my coming up moment. The rest of my family was a little bit uh, all over the place i remember my sister my older sister she cried for days and then she cried some some more because after i came out my my twin had the courage to came out as well so it was a bit it was a, a shock to all of them and to my sister as well because she cried for days i cannot tell you so <laughs> i that was just my came came out story so i remember it being funny now but at, at the moment it was very hard on them because they couldn't actually understand it. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then I'm sure it was incredibly emotional for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Just the worry. I mean, because it's your family at the end of the day. And, and you would, you know, the, the idea, the ideal situation is for them yes. to accept. Because they always dreamt about me and my brother because we're, we're very talked about in the in my town and mm-hmm. they always thought about having girlfriends and, and me kids and all of that so i think it was mainly because of that they, they were a bit disappointed and 
but I never felt like I was less loved. I always thought there was very uh, don't ask, don't tell type mm-hmm. of thing. So I never felt they loved me less or more treat me differently because of that. I thought there was just a subject that we don't talk and everything is fine. They're just usually my family way of dealing with things, I guess. Let's talk about your life before entering the adult industry. What was going on with your life just before you decided to venture into porn? Uh, so I was a little bit stuck in Portugal. It's a very small country, a very, pretty, a very beautiful, pretty country, and I recommend everybody to visit. It's very, very beautiful. But it became like um, I was trapped, and I felt like I had to leave. I had to take that moment that I could and to live and, and to actually see new things. And I was working for Nespresso in Portugal, and then then. Uh, out of the blue, I decided to leave because I couldn't do it anymore. And then it was this open day for uh, our company that was recruiting. And that's, I thought, I think I can do a nice job, but mainly because I want to get out of here. <laughs> so I just applied, and gladly I was selected. And then I started for almost two years. I was a cabin crew. So uh, I moved to Spain to an island called Palma de Mallorca, and then I stayed there for almost two years, and then again became very small and it became very limited. I was not happy, and then I decided to move to Madrid, and just right before the pandemic in November of 19, I guess, and. By that time, I already had um, my OnlyFans account set up. This was mainly to my exhibition side to explore, not to actually do a career out of it. And then I moved to Madrid, and I started looking for normal work, as, as people say it. And I couldn't find it, and I had the message from Tim Kruger, actually. He wrote me on Twitter. And I invite me to do a scene. And I remember I, re- I rejected the first time because he wanted me to be uh, bottom. And I said, no, I don't want to start if I'm doing this. I don't want to start uh, in porn as a bottom, not because it's less or more for being a top. It's more because I was felt comfortable being a top. And then it like he passed a week and I said to him, look, um, I think I could do a better job being a top. And I was like, my dick is not as huge as yours, but I think I can do a nice job. And <laughs> I remember uh, he said yes. And then I went to Berlin to shoot with him. And it was it was very nice guy. I, I think he's a, one of the sweetest guys. And that's how I started. And I said, okay, let's... Let's give it a try. If I like it, I like it. I actually needed to make a living. And I started them. It was the first video I ever shot. And then the video came out on the Wednesday, uh, on the Friday. On the Friday, and the, shut, the lockdown happened in Spain. So I was locked down. And that was my beginning porn. 
Mythology was the end of it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I have a couple of follow-up questions after everything yes. that we said. First of all, did you know who Tim Kruger was? I'm, I'm curious. I, yes. Because, because I don't know. Okay, yes. you knew who he was. You knew exactly what he was, like, who he was and what he did when he contacted you. Yeah. Okay, you knew yeah, about the website and everything. Contacted me. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a supporting legend. Okay. So, of course, I knew it. Of course, so, I had... So watching, you were watching his videos. Okay. Okay. I was just in. Was, was just in awe that he was actually writing. He wrote you. <laughs> he wrote okay. me on, on Twitter. Yeah. So I was like, I was very, like, I could. This is not happening actually. And then, uh, it turned out it was. And then it's just one of those things because when you're actually just watching people on 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 your screen and porn and all of it, you never actually think they are they exist in the different realm besides porn. Mm-hmm. So for me it was like I'm actually meeting a, a god, a legend or, you know, those type of things because I never thought they would happen. Absolutely. And so I was more of in disbelief that he actually invited me to one of those videos. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was curious to know if you knew who yeah. he was. Okay. That I like. That, uh, that this makes oh, the story yes. fantastic. Okay. So the other follow up that I have for you is you mentioned mm-hmm. that you made an OnlyFans. You made an OnlyFans yeah. to sort of um, explore or express a little bit of the exhibitionist side of you. So my question. Oh, yes. My question is, as you were making the OnlyFans, was porn Mm -hmm. at all something, a tiny idea in the back of your mind as something that you wanted to explore? Were you just content? Were you happy with just posting, you know, sexy, erotic photos of you? Or did you actually, Mm -hmm. with the OnlyFans, plan on doing more and eventually doing you know, maybe duo work with mm-hmm. another content creator. Like, what was the what was the the idea I mean, behind the uh, OnlyFans? I mean, I only started honestly. I swear, it was because everybody was doing it. Okay, doing well, they were. Yes, was was actually only OnlyFans, and because I still had my Kevin Crew job, so I started doing it because I real I realized that I like to be in watch. I like to have people uh, comment and masturbating watching me and all of that but I never thought uh, I would actually build on on that it was more of a thing that I would like to do that I like to do just to feel good and to actually show off and one of those things as well because this is like uh, real I never uh, only after I moved to Spain that I actually realized that I had a big dick because back in Portugal, I knew maybe I, all the, the guys that I met had pretty nice dicks. So I never thought mine was relatively bigger than everybody else. But then I moved here, and then everybody all of a sudden started to tell me, you should try to do porn. You have a nice, a nice dick. You have a big, a big dick. But I never thought I could actually do it, mainly because of my... Uh, self-esteem problems and because I had like I thought I was too skinny to do it and I had this idea of what a, a porn actor should look like because based on what I watched in the in the movies 
So I never thought there was actually an, an option. And I thought I actually, naturally, if I needed or want to do it, I have to go in and work out more and to build up my self-confidence and self-esteem. So in a way, OnlyFans doing that, those videos, small videos and pictures actually helped me to actually look at it and actually accepting, accept myself a little bit more than I had. I don't know, this is, sounds weird probably, but that's how I started to value what I looked like and try to build or to look or to be happy of what I see in the in the mirror. So it was I started because I was just like, okay, I was born. I was like, let's let's jump on the trend, and that was basically it. I never thought I could actually do a studio porn. Well, clearly you were wrong, which is a good thing. Yeah, we'll talk all about the studio <laughs> porn thing. in in a moment. But before we get into any and all of that. Uh, well, actually, before yeah. that, uh, just a quick little note for the listeners. Um, you heard it from Sir Peter. If you want a big European dick, go to Portugal. So yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I Make mean, sure. we, yeah. Brazilian, Portuguese, they're all, there's some blood. Okay, there you go. Uh, okay, so go to Brazil or Portugal. So, yeah. Yes, it's very nice dicks there. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so in total... How long mm -hmm. have you been in the adult industry? So I, uh, officially, I started on February 14, and in 2020, so it's been three years now. Congratulations. It, it has been an Thank incredible you. three years. And it's a day that I never forget. So on Valentine's Day, that's when I shot my first, my first porn video. Yes. So, well, let's talk yeah, about it. It's been... Yeah, it's been, it's been three years, but um, it felt how it feels like in one hand is uh, it passed so fast, and the other on the other side, I'm just starting, so it's just like a little bit hard to grasp all of that. I love it. It's been an incredible three years for you. Now, let's talk about that first time on set. Let's go back in time, mm -hmm. and let's talk about your experience for the very first time. Well, not for the very first time. I'm sure you've spoken about it before, but for let's talk about that very first time is what I'm trying to say. What was that like for you? You know, this guy who, as you said, you know, was, wasn't really sure, was just sort of posting photos to show mm -hmm. off a little bit, to um, express your exhibitionist side. You started OnlyFans because everybody was doing it. You get a message, a direct message from Tim Kruger of Tim Tales, and you're now on set. What was going on in your mind? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you excited? All of the above? I think I think all of the above, and especially because I was going to meet Tim, and I, I don't know, it was like one of those things that um, I want to do a good job, I want to impress them, but I'm like, I'm like scared as hell, and I'm like, I'm going to, about to shit my, my pants, because, I mean, it's a thing, I usually say it's just sex, but it's some. It's just not just sex because that's a whole 
different vibe and you have to feel comfortable having people around you and being naked and have cameras and people all around. So it was a bit scary, a little bit excited at the same time, but mainly because I I always knew when I, in everything that I do, I always want to do a good job and I always want to leave any job that I had with a sense of I did my best, I gave my all and they were happy. So that was my main concern was to do a good job and for them to be happy. And it was actually, it, I always felt um, uh, comfortable with, with photos and videos, but in this, in this particular uh, scenario was different. So I just tried to forget about the camera and just try to enjoy what I was doing and just have sex. And usually people think, say that, if you're enjoying it, everybody will enjoy it. So that was my my mindset. But still, I was still in the presence of Tim of Tim Kruger. So <laughs> I was a little bit <laughs> like you know, um, starstruck probably. That was the word for it. And I was very um, I was very excited and very happy to actually see that he's very a very quiet uh, shy guy so so I could relate a little bit and, and he's he's very kind so I think that was what mainly stuck with me is being so nice and so human I guess let's talk about the name Sir Peter that's your official porn name how did you come up yes. with it why did you select the name Sir Peter I always feel like you know, a performer, they need to pick the right name. And uh, what was it about that name that you felt, this is the right name for me? I mean, I always um, I had that name picked, picked out since I was 15, and it was me and my friends, and but it was not related to sex per se when we actually, I came up with that name. And I'm I'm not the type of person that um, says that I'm right all all the time, but I'm very aware of when I'm right, and I'm very direct and very firm. And I think I discovered that by discovering my sexuality, that I was a bit more dominant and and I like things my way when I'm having sex. So, Sir Peter, because my name is Pedro, so... I never thought Sir Pedro would look or sound <laughs> uh, as great as Sir Peter. And I remember um, picking it because Sir has an impact of respect and demanding it's a royal, um, let's say, name or title. So I thought uh, Sir Peter suits me because it's still me and I still can relate to the meaning of... Sir, and in in the terms of sex, I think I couldn't pick another name because I think that's just who I am, and I think I I usually say uh, Sir Peter gave a lot of good things to Pedro, me, Miguel, 
because it taught me a lot of things that I uh, was actually afraid to explore and to live and to enjoy. So I think it all came out great and all came out, came out full circle moment for me to pick a name that I I loved and I associate, uh, I don't know, I associated with the power. I love it. You made a great choice, Sir Peter. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry if I talk too, 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 too much because when I talk, I just... If I feel comfortable, I just can talk for hours. No, that's perfect. Stop me when, Let's when be you, honest. When you want. The listeners yes, are here to listen to you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's talk about your style of having sex. Let's talk about, as I would call it, your fuck style. What is your style of fucking? How yes. would you... Describe it. If someone is tuning in right now, if someone has downloaded this yeah. podcast, and for whatever reason, they have no idea who Sir Peter is, first of all, where have you been? Have you been living under a rock? But if someone doesn't know who you are, and they're listening to this, and they're wondering, how does this man fuck? How would you describe your style of fucking for the camera? Oh, I, I think I'm very, I'm very dominant, but I don't like to lick to exceed uh, physical strength to show you that. So I think uh, through, my, my, through my expression in my eyes, I think when I'm having sex with somebody, they know exactly they don't have much of a choice of what they will do or they want to do. They will do whatever I want to, whatever I feel like doing it. And that's one other thing. I never um, not care for the other for my partner, so I always want to have a good time and for him to enjoy. And of course, I, Sir Peter just does whatever the fuck he wants. Just if I feel like fucking on the floor, I'll fucking on the floor. If I like, like to turn you upside down, I'll turn upside down. Just grab you or whatever. I just knew that once I try to force something, what well, doesn't seem natural, doesn't seem um, right. So I just said, thought to myself, just fuck it, just do whatever you feel like doing it. And I think mainly that's what I think one of the reasons uh, my fans and people like to watch me fuck is because I just do whatever I want. And you just have to go with it. Otherwise, it will be bad for you. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say that. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? In terms of um, any, any like my partners or my just in general storylines and all of it. Yeah, whatever, general, whatever, what, it, whatever you, whatever your answer is. What, just what do you enjoy most about being in porn scenes? I, I just one thing that I notice is just like when I'm on set. Uh, I just change. It's like Peter is there. It's not. It's not me. So one of the things that I like now that I'm more comfortable and I know what I'm doing and I know the industry a little bit. I just want to go and to have great sex. I just want to have fun. I just want to enjoy and not to think. Again, it's one of the things. Just if you do a scene with some somebody, I just like to talk to my partner first a little bit to 
know him a little bit more of the, his personality a little bit and I just thought to go on set, have fun, everybody's happy, I'm happy, I came. <laughs> so I I like that. I just like the the fact that I just can now giving the opportunity of uh just have sex and enjoy it. That's the main thing that I like is not to have uh like a program like everything that I do. So now more than ever uh directors give me full range of doing whatever I want. So I think that's what I like to do. What I love when I can go to shoot someday. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, <laughs> which do you enjoy yes. the most? Giving or receiving oral? That's a tricky thing because because I'm a top guy, usually I'm paired up with um, small guys, twins mainly, so they usually never have to suck dick. So, and I think I'm very good at it, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but uh, Listeners, make that a I note like, of that. Yes. <laughs> and they actually get surprised when I just, like, break a little bit the game and start sucking. And but what I actually enjoy the most is I love Remy. So if I'm like into his ass, I can spend hours there and just uh, love that and fucking. I just love fucking. <laughs> it's very good, <laughs> especially uh, when you have a good partner and you just want it. You just want to to explore. There are times that I actually explore new things that I didn't explore in my personal life because of porn. So I think I I, I had a great deal of uh, appreciation and uh, for all the the studios and all of the directors that gave me opportunity to actually experiment. And I think that's it's good as well not to get stuck to one thing. Mm-hmm. But mainly, I, I like screaming a lot. <laughs> I like it as so. In that's a what scene. turns me on the most. Oh wait, go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that was that was said. That's one of the things that turn, turns me on the most. And kissing, very important. In a scene, when you're shooting a scene, mm-hmm. what's your favorite sexual yes. position to perform for the camera? I just like to be. Uh, on top writing so you can actually see my dick you can see everything you can see my, my ass you can see all going in and out so I think that's my favorite position to shoot to know because I know exactly that it looks great on camera outside of porn what's your favorite sexual position mm-hmm. doggy style because I have control of everything that's going on, and again, I like to be in charge, so, uh, but that's my, my personal life, that's the one that gives me more pleasure, and I feel uh, more excited, I guess. In a porn scene, where do you like to shoot your load? Where do you like to shoot the cum? Always mouth, always face. I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? Just, I mean, after 
you're about to come, you just want to at least for 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 me, you just just want to to look at his face in his eyes and just just come on his face, on his mouth. That's that's the that's the that's the main price, I guess. Speaking of a prize, you were talking about just a yeah. couple moments ago about being able to experience things in porn that you had never been able to experience mm -hmm. outside of porn, you know, in your regular day-to-day -day sex life. And one of the things I would assume, I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. my assumption is is that maybe you had never done double penetration before porn. No. Okay. So for the listener out there that has not I mean, ever... On me or on, on others talking about me? Well, you have uh, performed double penetration with another performer on, on a bottom in scenes. Oh, yeah. I did, yes. Yes. Had you done I that before before porn? Before. No, 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 no. Okay, so no. for the listener out there that may have never experienced that, what does that feel like? What was that, uh, that um, position like? What was that experience like? for you when you filmed it? Did you enjoy it? Was there an intensity there with the friction of the other performer? What's your opinion on uh, double penetration? Honestly, I, I love it. I think it's just a matter of finding, uh, besides the, another top, actually his dick can actually match yours and be good because I know for me to be do doing double, I can never go up on top because my dick is a bit uh, curves to to the left and it's a bit more uh, hard. So I know I always have to be on in the bottom laying down. So, but very good actually when I did it for the first time because when the other uh, the other actor. Um, put it in, it was like the friction was very nice, and it was very pleasant, I think it was more pleasant than the bottom because it was the first time that I was doing it, I, I don't know if it makes, makes, makes sense, but it's all about uh, rhythm uh, with another top, and make sure that you're actually going in and out in the right moment, I think that's the key to it, it's just not to push anything, just let it happen because we'll go in and after that just find your rhythm with your with your partners and i think for me that's the most most pleasant to discover and to actually explore it more and more often after after that first time now something that the listeners and your fans have not seen you do often but you have done mm -hmm. a couple times yeah. on camera is bottoming so yes. you are predominantly a top on film. Yes. My question mm -hmm. for you, because I'm sure there's someone out there that might be interested in knowing, will we see yeah. you bottoming more? Are, are you, do you not enjoy it? Are you perfectly fine with the amount of times that you have already bottomed on film? Do you see yourself exploring that other side of you, or are you much more interested and comfortable being sort of like this powerhouse top that you have been for the majority of the scene work that you have done. Yeah, so I actually did a few versatile scenes with a few studios, uh, mainly because I wanted to, because I want to... I'm not the type of performer or type of person that thinks 
Because I know I'm very good top. I know that. I know that will never change just because I decide to explore and to give a different side of me to people that follow me. I think it will be very boring if I was a fan to just watch um, the same guy doing the same thing all over again. So I did, I do, I did those times because I actually knew the people that I do it, that I did it. So I knew them in the personal level. So it was comfortable. And I didn't do it more often, mainly because I'm very, it's very stupid for me to say this, but I'm not the type of guy that is crazy about big dicks. Meaning that just because you have a big dick, it's not a, a pointer for me to say yes. You know, I like big dicks like everybody else. I think everybody likes a big dick. But the main, and going to your question, uh, you will actually will see me do more versatile things this year, actually. I didn't do it before more uh, because I felt more comfortable performing as a top. And because uh, some medical issues, I couldn't do bottom that much. So now that it's all deal with I think I'm going to explore a little bit more my versatility because I think as well I'm a very good bottom and I think I'm very dominant being a bottom as well so it doesn't mean that uh, you will see me being a submissive bottom because that will, that will, not, ha- that will not happen because it's not, not my personality it's not my way of expressing my sexuality so, in first hand to you, I'm telling you, this year is going to be a very good year, and I'm actually going to explore more and more of that. I think people either will, some of them will not like it because they see me just as one thing. But I think it's important to, in this industry, to give people different sides of you and show them that you actually enjoy sex in general and just enjoy what you're doing and I think that's important as well. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So listeners, you heard it here. Uh, We have Sir Peter who's going to be exploring versatility a little bit more this year, which uh, I'm sure, well, as you said, it's going to be a mixed reaction. There's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be really excited. There are some that might not be, but then, but but listeners and, and, and uh, the Sir Peter fans that are tuning in, just avoid those scenes and focus on the ones that you like. He's trying to please everybody. And that's the most important thing, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, because I mean, uh, like, like, like I said, um, because I did for three years, uh, I think, a very good job being at the top. And again, that's my, I feel more comfortable in the top. I feel more uh, more dominant and more at ease doing it because I know what I'm doing. And I think if I want to think about my longevity in the industry, I think I have to give a little bit to people that actually actually don't know me because they always see bottoms or they always see, you know, those those people that actually never heard of what I do because they only looking for bottoms. And I think it will be a nice switch uh, to happen for me in my career 
to actually show that I can do it. And it's not going to be like a shock because I did, I done it before. So I think it'll be more of me being more confident doing it. Very nice. It might be a shock who you do it with. That might be interesting. I can, I can just imagine uh, some of the performers you might work with. Uh, that, yeah. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's one of the things that I didn't do it more often because all of the people that I did it with was people that I wanted to. So one of the things that will be the reason for me to do it is because I want that person. Uh, I, I don't mind or meaning I want that actor to do a scene in verse. So I will not actually accept probably anyone that uh, a studio tells me to. You know, so I, I know... If I'm going to do it, I have to do with someone that I feel actually a little bit of a connection, and I feel like I'm going to give you a good scene, rather than just a blind scene just because I had to do it. And that's not the point. If, if I feel like I had to do it just for the sake of it, it's not going to be good, and I, don't, I'll, I will not be proud of that work. So I'm trying to focus as well of doing uh, scenes that I feel or look back and feel proud of it. So that's my main uh, worry. Just do a good, a good thing. You mentioned this a couple of times during the interview, and it's something that I want to pick your brain yeah. about. You have discussed being a little bit shy about having self-esteem issues, but yeah. you know there is this strange dichotomy where... You also expressed that you are a little bit of an exhibitionist and you like to be watched. You like the idea of, you know, these men mm-hmm. jerking off and coming to you. So this is not the first time that I've heard of this with a performer. I've been doing interviews mm-hmm. for many, many, many years. And it's always fascinating to me when I interview a performer who is personally very much like an introvert, but yet when he's in the business, he has to become an extrovert and, and he enjoys the, ex- the exhibitionism, the performance mm-hmm. of being in the industry. So I'm, I'm just curious in your mind, how are you able to balance both sides? You know, the, the shy guy that's at home versus Sir Peter in front of the camera you know, uh, just performing mm-hmm. his heart out for the fans. I mean, um, I don't. I don't think that I'm different from um, me in my personal life. And when I go to sets, for me, it's just a matter of when I don't know people for the first time, I have a very hard time to uh, make small talk and make new friends and all all, all of that, just because. The first moment that I meet new people, I feel a little bit awkward, and I tend not to talk that much, and I just listen and and observe. But that's just when I meet new people. After that, I think I feel more comfortable. I can be just me. And the self-esteem issues, I always had them, and I, in some in some way, was connected as well for the validation of those people that was actually watching me to tell me that I was looking, I look good or I look hot. I think subconsciously that gives you a little bit of a 
acceptance and the push for you to uh, say, okay, I, I, there are people that actually like me or people that actually would have sex with, with, with me. And I think because of the bullying of the rejection that I went through growing, growing up, you get you to a point that you actually have a hard time to trusting you. And that actually changed a lot. And I always say this, if it wasn't for porn, I will probably not be the person that I am now. Um, being in the, in the industry uh, gave me, uh, changed my life in the way that more, of course, more to have a job and to have a career, but mainly to discover who I was and who, who, I, who this person is that I never knew. I knew that I was there, but never had the courage to come out and just to be authentically you. So I think there are parts of Sir Peter that I brought to my personal life because I feel that it's, when, when he goes on set, I, it, just do, it just happens. It just it comes naturally because I, I don't know. I just, I think I was born to do this without even knowing it. Uh, so I was been uh, working in million things that I never was happy and for porn that I never thought that will be my passion and my uh, my career now. I discover all of this self-assurance and self-love that I didn't have it when I was trying to uh, get the validation from strangers. Uh, so I think I'm a quiet, reserved person, but that's not that's different from being an introvert. And if you knew me more, you probably see, you will see that I'm just a goofy guy just telling, cracking jokes and talking <laughs> crazy, 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 crazy uh, stuff. But uh, yeah, porn for me changed my life and gave me everything uh, that I could uh, never imagine that I could have. I love that. I love how the industry has been somewhat transformative for you and has allowed you to almost become the the man that you've always wanted to be. And I, I love that it's been a journey of yeah. self acceptance for you. It was. It was very. It was very that. And when I started, of course, uh, on the first year, I can I can say that I was still trying to accept. Uh, that people actually were liking watching me and was a bit of a struggle but then I don't know I'm I'm a Libra so I believe that uh, I believe that I have a hard time to accept things or to make a choice but then there's something that happened that clicks and I just go for it and just my decision became final and yeah, these last two years was the most happy that I've been in my life, and I could never thought it was because of I'm, I'm doing porn. Incredible. Let's talk about performers. So far, in the time that you have been in the business, 
Who have been mm-hmm. some of your most favorite performers to work with? Now, I'm not necessarily looking for, like, my top five or something like that. Like, you know, the top yeah. five that you have that are your favorites. Just, you know, a a group of uh, favorites that you have worked with. Who has stood out for you as some of your favorites to work with in scenes? I mean, I am gladly. I had the opportunity to work with amazing people that I, met. again, never thought it would happen. And I, the first time I met uh, Manuel Reyes, who was one of my best friends, it was very, was, I didn't, it was very sexual, it was like everything happened at that moment, it was very amazing to work with him and to actually know him as a person after. And one of my top uh, favorite people that I have ever worked with is Kay, is Kay Shabbat, and a very good that's a good person and a good performer an amazing performer that i always looked up to and still to this day i love everything that he does and there's a lot more people i like valentina moore for 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 example from cole connor to bob butler i just love their their energy and i could give you more names but I always remember these people because they were the people that actually made me feel um, special and they feel like everything is genuine when they talk. So, and they are, I had a great time having sex with them, so <laughs> maybe maybe I'm biased. But yeah, uh, this, on the top of my head, though I could say those five names, the people that I that I enjoyed the most having sex with. Who have you not worked with yet that you would love to do a scene with? Who's on your wish list of performers to work with that may be in, in this year, in 2023? I would love to work with Evan Franco. One of, it's one, it was always like my favorite when I was back in Portugal, jumping off watching porn. I always had a crush for for Devin for Devin Franco. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it will really happen. I hope it does. It will be a very good year for for me. But yeah, it's one of one of my favorites. Are there any performers in the business that you look up to? Are there any performers that you admire that inspire you? in your career, in what you're trying to do in the adult industry? Yeah, the one, I mean, fame is for me, my, if I think about the the business or the porn industry that I, somebody that I looked up to and just to, to see how he does things, I always, when I meet him, when I'm always with him, I always say, I was like, I just could sit and watch you do your stuff because I will learn a lot of it. And I think for me, he's is giving me a lot of opportunities and I think he's one of the kindest persons in the industry and I could keep on talking about him for hours if I, if I, if I had the time for it. But I, I personally look up to him to actually in somehow in some in some way to 
give me advice or to guide me or to give me his, his opinion. And yeah, it's one of my favorites. And let's also be honest, you two had a pretty, mm -hmm. I would say, legendary scene that was released. Uh, the both of us, right? Yes. Yes. That was just such a nice... Again, I every time I'm with him, I, I had such a great time. And he knows what he's doing. I like to think that I know what I'm doing, even if I don't... <laughs> Just like to to put out there, and I we had a great time. I can tell you that we just went for it. And again, I this year I want to do one with him again. And we talk about it, but me this time being the bottom one because I feel like I'm ready now, and I it will be a very good switch up again. Yes, and, and that's that'll be a lot for you to take. Yeah, but I can take it. Oh, okay, I, good. Oh, I love the I'm, confidence. I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, yes, of course. Of course. I love the confidence. I love it. Now, I mean, wait, can I pick I your brain I, for a yeah. second? Yes. Because I'm curious, because, like, you, you, you've gone into this whole thing earlier in the interview where you discussed when uh, you had moments of versatility and how, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was really important for you to find the right performer to open up with in that way on camera. Mm -hmm. No pun intended, yes. um, you know, <laughs> and that sort of thing. <laughs> I got to. <laughs> yes. But um, so my question for you is, is because he is a performer that rarely bottoms as well. I mean, he, he has been doing a, yeah. like a little bit more often within uh, recent times. So he has been exploring versatility, uh, much like you plan on. Um, he's been doing it in the recent times, and you're planning on doing it in the very near future. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is, because he chose you, so what was that feeling like? You know, did you, was that, you know, a, a surprise? Was, was it something... Was was it an interesting conversation when he approached you and was like, I, I think I want to bottom for you on film? <laughs> with him with him everything is very easy. He just he doesn't actually have a big conversation about it or ask me to do it. I mean, we've been doing we did a few scenes in LA and in Barcelona and we hang out and talked and all of it and Every time we do one scene, we always joke that we'll, we will do it one one of both of us, and we always joke about who's going to be the the first to bottom. And I always said it's going to be you. They're going to be the the first, and it turned out to be like like that. But then when actually he asked or said, uh, "Let's do a scene together," I'll bottom. It was just like that. It was just like let's let's do it. It was not a big a big thing it was just like okay let's let's do it and i'm like yes yes i was like yes i was like excited and again because i such for me such a a reference and for him to actually felt confident confident and comfortable to do it with me just gave me more more confidence to do it him and to do it with him and it was very i think very organic so I I enjoyed it a lot. I hope he did. I hope so. Very nice. 
I want to switch up the tone a little bit of the interview, and I want to get into mm-hmm. some sort of serious issues in the industry with you. And the first question okay. in this set is, are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Are there any misconceptions or myths that you feel the listeners might have of adult performers that you would like to uh, dispel? I mean, um, one of the things that I always, um, being in Europe and living in Spain, one of the biggest things that I always was not mad, but still worried is like everybody here, or most of the people, look at to sex workers and porn people that do porn like um, uh, drug addicts or you know they don't have a life they just have that because they don't cannot do anything in their life besides that and it's easy money and they spend most of the day getting high and all in all of that so that was for me one of the things that made me talk and to actually when people actually say that when I have conversations, one of the myths that I think people think that sex workers and people that do porn have, like everybody in the industry is either drunk or is addicted to drugs or doesn't have an education or, you know, those things the people don't know and just assume because that's for some reason somebody made it the norm and i like to say i'm very boring when i'm not fighting and i even though i don't have a, a nine to five job i have a routine every day i i do the same things that normal people do let's put it that that way so i don't shoot every day but i work every day in other stuff inherent to the job that I do so I work up early I have my breakfast I go to the gym I go do errands I work on my my social media I work with um, with the new projects that I'm trying to develop so it's just sad for me to think that people think of us all uh, as a bunch of people looking for easy money and we don't have a purpose in life. That's what's the most upsetting. In your opinion, Mm -hmm. as someone who's been in the industry now for three years, what's your opinion on competition in the industry? In your opinion, do you feel that performers compete with each other? Is there competition amongst performers in the business? I think people, when... I mean, when I started, I honestly, I was just trying to do a nice job, and I never thought there was actually having people that would uh, keep watching me. So I never thought that I had to compete with anyone, honestly, and then still to these dates, I think one of the things, the healthiest things that I do is not to uh, look at other top or other performers or another newcomer as a, com- a competition. In the, in some way, it makes you as well to be a little bit more um, aware in the way that you just have to keep pushing yourself into doing your best work. So I think mentally, for 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 me, one of the things that I never cared was like I never cared about what anybody else doing. I mean, 
I knew who people are, but never looked at as a direct com comp competition. I think for me it was always and probably the the key to my to my to my such called sex sex success it was not to worry about anybody else, just worry about me and worry about my partner, seeing partner to do a good job and to leave a good mark when I leave the sets. Um, as being a good performer and a professional, that's what for me was the most important. So for me, showing up on time is key, even before time, to, to be ready, to be prepared, to ask the director what he wants, what he's looking for, what can I give him. So those are the things that I always worry and still to this day, that's the thing that I do when I get on set. It's just to to make those questions and to to try to do the best that I, that I can. And that's, I think, the most important for me. Is there an aspect of the adult industry that you do not enjoy? I used to think uh, when nobody knew me as a person, as I was like everybody else, I had, I had a hard time to to be approached or... To have people talk to me in a bar, in a club, and all of that, I think he comes with the territory if you actually doing your job right. To have people to approach you and to think that just because you do porn, they're allowed to talk to you in the way that they want, or just to touch you, or just to think that you are there for their uh, pleasure. I think that's that's one of the uh, sad things that I experience is just for me to uh, have people to think that we are nothing and they are entitled to do and say whatever they want. Not in the industry per se because I don't have uh, any actually thinking about it don't have any complaint. It's more of the fact of what happens with fans and what when happens when you are noticed by your work, that can happen and it can be a little bit um, upsetting, I think. Let's talk about romance while in the industry. Because I know you describe yourself as a romantic man. Is it difficult? Yes. Is it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the porn industry? Because I'll be honest, I don't know if you're dating. I don't know mm -hmm. if you are involved with anybody at the moment. So I'll add this question in. Um, in your opinion, okay. is, it, is it easier to date someone who is also in the industry? Or is it much more ideal to date someone that is not in the business? Honestly, I, I made it a rule not to date people in the industry. That's why the people that I know in the industry, the ones that I have are friends. So I am I, single at the moment, and I had a boyfriend a year ago, and uh, he worked because he, he was not in, he's not in, in, in the industry. There's every, something else entirely different that I used to, that I do. So for me, I don't want to and I will not do it unless my my heart 
kills me. <laughs> but uh, I think when you have a partner in the industry, there can be a little bit of competition, a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know, not that he wishes you bad, but if you are doing well and he's not doing well, it can be a little bit of a problem there. So I always uh, look outside of my work and at the end of the day I just like to get one of the things that I loved the most when I had a boyfriend was that I could go home talk about my day and I could listen to his day that it was completely different than mine so I was very supportive of what I did was very proud and you know in the same way for me towards his work so I for me I don't want to date in the industry I prefer to date uh, people with different jobs that I have. I think it's healthier. All right. So let's move away from some of the serious stuff, and let's focus back on okay. what you're doing currently. Let's talk about your original content. Tell me about yeah. your OnlyFans and your Just for Fans content. What type of content can the listeners expect to see on the various platforms that you use to mm-hmm. release your original content? I think my content was uh, it changed throughout the years and throughout these three three years. I I know that people that dedicated one hundred percent on their pages, and I try to do the same. At the same time, I'm very particular about people that I choose to shoot for my pages. So I just don't shoot just because I have to upload something. I need to have content. So I focus more on to have uh, a great scene with somebody that actually you can see that I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I can see that I I'm trying something new. That I'm trying to give them a little bit in away a glimpse of what I actually enjoy in my normal day life and I think only a few people got that so I never all the people that you see on my only fans and just for fans I had sex with I wanted to have sex with them so I didn't do it just because you look better if you did it because he has more followers or more fans and all of that so I always the content that you will see is content that I I think is good. I think that is genuine. I think it's real. I think you have a lot of content uh, and a lot of different types of uh, sex or even masturbations and fetish things. That's one thing I have to actually, that I would like to explore more, the, the fetish thing now. But because of the guidelines on OnlyFans, I can only bring some certain part there and I have to move a little bit for just for fans. So I'm trying to do a little bit of different content for different platforms. Yeah, so there are times that I might not upload every five days, but it's, it takes a little bit more, but I think it's good because you have a new video in a, in a different side of, of me there as well. So that's my way of Upper operating on my pages, not about uh, the the guys that with more fans and followers. It's more about um, I like to say uh, well, uh, open window 
for you to actually see what I like to do on my private life. And I like to uh, tell my friends that they're actually paying attention, they will see that's what I'm trying to do. And to new friends, I think. Fantastic. Now, how often do you release content? How often are your OnlyFans and your Just for Fans updated? Mm -hmm. So I try to update at least once a week sexual videos. So once a week uh, sex, sex, sex video. I try to, as well, during that week, upload other things, photos or, again, fetish things. I like to explore more now of my versatility with probably playing with toys and all of that. So I try to upload at least once a week you have sex videos, you have jerk-off videos, and I'm trying to, as well, bring videos from the past that uh, a lot of fans didn't watch it or miss. So I'm trying to give, like, a throwback <laughs> uh, Thursday or whatever you you call it. But um, I'm trying to, this year as well, trying to open up more of and upload more because I think that is important. But... Uh, Gladly, I have people that are helping me uh, uh, on my pages because that's some. There are times there's a lot of work and a lot of things you have to do by yourself. So I'm focusing more, more of shooting nice things and to manage different like this person edits and this person is a. Uh, um, waiting for the upload and to engage. But I always, I always, always, it's me that replies to my fans on my OnlyFans. So there's no, there's no other person that is hired to answer my, my, my messages in every social media. I always respond. It's always me. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's really nice for the fans. That's, yeah, that's a good little bit of information that the fans might not have mm -hmm. known. Now, since we're talking about social yeah, media and we're talking mm -hmm. about what you post, what part of your body gets the most attention on social media? On Twitter, for example. Uh, it's my dick, of course. But, again, because I read the comments, I, mainly because not to feel affected by them because everybody has an opinion is entitled to it. But one of the reasons that I want to explore my versatility, it's a lot of comments that I have of guys uh, telling me how my ass looks good when I'm fucking. They wish I could actually <laughs> put it to use or all of that. But on social media, of course, my dick, it's the main attraction uh, and... I tried now to, I still do upload uh, videos or photos of my, of my ass or in, in jock straps or thong because I feel very comfortable to, to do it and I feel good. I don't think just because you are top that you cannot wear uh, things that makes you feel sexy, I think. So on Instagram is a different story because I've been... Um, 
they deleted my account like four times already, so I tried to be a little bit more safe forward there. But um, yeah, I tried to post as well on Instagram. You see um, parts of my personal life that you don't see on Twitter. So I tried to mainly uh, focus on work, but still showing my fans that I I exist. It's me, and I have a life, and I I'm inviting them to 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 see a little bit of it. Here's an idea for as you explore your versatility on film, a threesome mm-hmm. where you are penetrating a performer while you're being penetrated. I say, I'm, let's do it. Okay. We'll find the right performer. Like, yes, because, I mean, I, again, I, I enjoy bodybuilding. I enjoy being with... Uh, Imagine two guys on or the foursome, whatever. My personal life, I do it, so I don't feel like I have a problem showing that out. I'm just trying to find the right person to do it. Exactly. That makes makes, makes sense. It's for for me. It's more important to find mm-hmm. the connection. People. Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. The connection, the trust. I, I completely understand. Now it's time for the big question, Sir mm-hmm. Peter. The question that I'm sure all of your fans are curious to know the answer to. How big okay. is Sir Peter? How much is Sir Peter packing? I'm packing 23 centimeters. And I don't think it's that big. I mean, it's big, but I think the girth of my dick, that's the, the main problem. And even last last week I had this guy that I was uh, having trying to have sex with, but he couldn't take it because it was apparently too thick. So that still happens. So <laughs> I think that is that is a good thing. But yeah, it's, it's, I think uh, 23 and it's very thick. I cannot say exactly how thick it is, but if you want to know, I'll just let fans know. I did a replica of my deck, uh, dildo, the ones you buy in the sex shop. Mm-hmm. And it's very... Uh, it was just a thing that I thought about doing it. And actually I thought, okay, let's see if I can take my own dick. So if you want to see me taking my own dick, you can go on my pages because it's there. And actually I have to say, I, for those times that I complained at the bottom couldn't take it, I, I had more respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, that is, that is how you learn. Yes. Yes. That was my that was my idea. Like for me mm-hmm. to know how it feels. For the listeners yeah. that are curious in inches, that was about nine inches. Yeah. Thank you for again for saving me. You're welcome. And very girthy. <laughs> that, uh, yes. Yes. That's that's true. Yes. That is true. Let's talk about the cum shots. You know, earlier we talked about where you like to shoot your load, but what I'm curious to ask mm-hmm. now is how do you maintain a good cum shot for a scene? Do you do anything to prepare for when you have a shoot to make sure that, uh, you know, you leave a lot of, uh, a lot of cream mm-hmm. for the camera? So, <laughs> I mean, uh, I always, uh, daily I take vitamins, uh, folic acid and all of that, so it can actually help your body to produce a little bit more natural um, sperm. 
and to have a nice fake calm shot. But mainly it's like I try not to come, if I know I have a shooting, I try not to come to like two days before that. But again, there are times that happens that it doesn't matter because if I'm really enjoying it, I'm that horny, I just shoot a lot. You can see the difference like when I'm really horny or really crazy to shoot. I'm like, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of load there. So I try to do those things. If I shoot, at least try 40, 48 hours not to come and to take a little bit of vitamins that actually helps you to to keep uh, a big a big load let's 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 say something that your fans might be really excited to hear is the fact that you are getting ready i don't know how soon but i know that you are in mm -hmm. the process of uh, of officially releasing a website yes so i'm those one of the things that I keep uh, saying that it's just not about um, the scenes and the sex. If you want to actually expand and to give uh, more to your fans, you have to work. And uh, yeah, it's been in the, in, the, in the process, in the making of, for a few months now. I didn't want to, I'm not the type of person that wants to put out something just to put out something just to exist in the in the universe. So I'm gladly on the final stages of releasing my website and it will come with a few surprises as well. And I can say it to you because a lot of people asking me that and I can say that as well. It will come out uh, with a website um, my ideal though because I'm, I'm producing it and making it for for self to to for my fans to have the opportunity to buy it and to and to be happy I think and to enjoy it. So and those are the two things that I'm excited the most uh, this this year. So I'm counting before summer to have those two things coming out, and I think I hope. Uh, my fans will like it, and my fans will um, appreciate the time that I'm taking to actually doing this because it's a long process, mm -hmm. and I don't have a, a manager. I don't have a. I'm not exclusive for a big studio to actually help me with this stuff. So I'm. If it seems like I'm taking too much time, it's just because I'm doing it alone. I don't have all of the let's say, all of the connections and resources, uh, the resources. So I'm trying and go after all by myself. So I'm proud of that, and I'm sorry for my fans if they think that I'm not doing nothing. I'm actually <laughs> doing the opposite, but it takes some time to actually get everything ready the way that I want it and the way it to be delivered. And I just want, at the end, the final product to be um, the best that I can to give my fans. Absolutely, yes. Congratulations. I mean, both things that you Thank just you. referenced is really spectacular, especially for, one, a performer that's been in the industry just for three years, and two, as you said, a performer that's doing this 
on his own. I always feel like a performer should have their own official website. You know, that is, that's your moneymaker. Because at the end of the day, OnlyFans and Just for Fans, I mean, if we're going to be fully honest, they take a percentage of the sales. Like, you do make good money, and there are a lot of people that make a lot of really nice money from OnlyFans and Just for Fans. But at the end of the day, that's not your website. You know, that is the website of the person that owns Just for Fans or the person that owns OnlyFans. So they get a percentage of your profits. When it's your official website, all of that is your money. I mean, clearly, still, you have to pay for upkeep have, and yeah. maintenance of the website, but the rest of that, that's your money. And worst part, we have to keep the guidelines they are telling us to to do. So Correct. the minimum thing that you do wrong, you can be banned or you can be out of audit and you cannot do it again. So, again, I, there are times that I feel like maybe I'm going over my head or going too soon or too fast, but at the same time, I feel like uh, I have to go with my guts, and if that means maybe it's, it will, hopefully it will all go well, but if, if not, it's all, it's, all, it's all good, but still, I'm the type of person that I don't like to be stuck doing just one thing and to be happy with what I'm pre- presenting and giving. So I try always to push myself and to find a way or find new ideas and find new opportunities to better me and to give the people that actually support me throughout this, these three years like uh, a present and then to, to feel like they appreciate it and they like it. That's why I'm doing this. Absolutely. And also, another thing to congratulate you, three years into the industry, and you're releasing your official dildo. I mean, that is incredibly impressive. And as you said earlier, I mean, you already love the idea of, you know, just knowing that there are people out there jerking off to you. Can you imagine now you're going to have in your mind the idea that at various moments throughout the day, someone out there is using your dildo to fuck themselves or fuck someone else? That's <laughs> that's very excited and, and honestly makes me makes me horny because I mean it's one of those things that again um, it's crazy for you to think about it but at the same time I know that somebody that actually gets the dildo in, into enjoyment to themselves makes me even more how how do I say more anxious to actually see it because. I, for me to be able to give people pleasure, it's one of the things that I don't think a lot of people can do it, or not a lot of in the in the grand scheme of of uh, things. So that makes me horny to look uh, to see videos that people actually enjoying them themselves, thinking about me and fucking them themselves with with my dildo. That will be like jerk off material for me as well. <laughs> There you go. Uh, yes, I feel yes. like a lot of people are going to be getting pleasure from your dildo. I hope so. Yes. I hope so. Yes. Okay, so tell me something quirky about yourself. Something unique about yourself that most people don't know. A lot of people, okay, a lot of people don't know that I'm actually a geek. I like a lot and... Growing up, 
anime. I like a lot of Dragon Ball. I mean, it came 30 something years ago. And I still feel like a little kid every time I watch it and I collect uh, <laughs> figurines of the characters. And I think a few people watch it, they saw it, all my Instagram stories, and they always ask me. Um, they never, they never knew that I liked that, and I collect that, and still read my mangas every month. I'm a big fan, again, of music. I love music. Not very good at singing and nor anything like like that, but I'm very um, fangirling a lot of girl girl groups and sing uh, female singers. And at this moment, I'm just having the Amanda's crush on Blackpink. So I went to the concert. I bought all of the merchandising. My friends were in Hong Kong now, and they went to the to the store uh, that they had there, and I made them buy Blackpink Monopoly. I mean, nobody has that. <laughs> and I feel like I had to have it, even if nobody's going to play it with me, because they're just silly. So, and those things that people get surprised and they look at me and they always say I'm still a little child inside and I think I still am but I mean there are little things that makes me happy so I think I think it's a healthy thing. I agree. Yes, it's always good to let out one's inner child. Sir Peter is adorable. Let's just be honest. That, <laughs> that was that was too cute. <laughs> too much. Describe yeah, yourself. So- oh wait, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, those are the things that I like, and still, for, for, for me, one of my relaxed moments in the week is to watch drag race, is to watch drag queens, is to go to bars and to show su- support even here in Madrid. So I'm a big fan of, of the arts, of them, and everybody that puts on, can out, put themselves out there for already entertainment and happiness. So I'm just, those are the things that makes me happy at the moment. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Oh. Uh, okay, I can say, I'm a, I always say that. I'm a hopeless romantic with a dirty mind. I think that sums up who I am. I like it. Very nice. Now, Sir Peter, as we start wrapping things up, as we start getting to the end of the interview, Mm -hmm. I have this list of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow your fans and the listeners to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? My five television shows. Friends, Fringe, Lost, uh, Second City, and uh, let's say, uh, yeah, Rule Pause Drag Race, still there. Who yeah. are four of your all time favorite music artists? Um, Bruce Springsteen. Britney Spears, I grew up with her. Um, 
uh, Mariah Carey, I think. It's one of the great singers, and Whitney, Whitney Houston. Very good list. What are three of your most favorite films? Closer, uh, with Natalie Portman and Julia Roberts, with one of my favorite movies. The Devil Was Prada, it's one of my favorite movies. And you can say... Uh, one, two, three, that's what I like the most. And I think any Marvel movie I like. Those are the things. Yeah, those two movies, the first that I told you are for me one of my favorites. And I have to say, everything that is classic old Hollywood, everything that Paul Newman started and Elizabeth Taylor started, I'm a big fan of it. So I think there are, there were, and they are still, for me, the best actors in this world. What are two foods you can't live without? Pizza and pasta. I love Italian food. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? A food? Just or in general. general. Uh, my guilty pleasures. I usually like... <laughs> I just usually like to get ice cream and and a glass of rosé wine and just watch ridiculousness. I think this is so stupid. I can never actually say it all time I'm saying it. I don't know, just the combination of that. I think maybe because of the alcohol as well, because I don't drink much. So when I feel like just going and watch that just to make me feel better. It's just because it's stupid. I like to see people do stupid things, I guess. <laughs> so that's one of my guilty pleasure. <laughs> What's your ice cream of choice? What's your favorite ice cream? Uh, lemon. Lemon ice cream. Oh, okay. I love everything that's a little bit uh, citruses, like orange, mm-hmm. lemons. I love it. What are you currently binging? Is there anything that you're binge-watching at the moment? Not at the moment. Oh, I mean, I was, I have to say, I was very young and naive because I always started watching The Real House of Beverly Hills uh, almost a year ago, and I didn't know how good it was because I always thought, I mean, that was bullshit. It was like everything, like... Everything that I was against that. But then during <laughs> a friend that uh, tell me and I was bored and I have to say the minute I start watching the first episode, you are immediately hooked on it. So I watched the entire twelve seasons wow. straight of the yes. I finally finished, honestly finished uh, like two weeks ago the twelve season. So I'm waiting for the new season. I'm up to speed. So that was the last thing that I did like 12 seasons, but I had a great time. <laughs> yes, who's your favorite? Uh, my favorite, still Kyle. Okay. Yes, she's the most uh, ordinary, humble Hollywood type of way. All right. Uh, not to get you sucked into another Real Housewives, but if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, the Real Housewives of Miami should be added to your list. Okay, how many seasons? Uh, currently, there, it's, it's just about to finish its uh, fifth season. 
Okay, it's not, it's not, it's not all right. So probably I will watch that. I will right. take on it. Yes, and add I'll, it to your list. I'll catch up on you later. Perfect. <laughs> you. You're welcome. I will. What's next for Sir Peter? What can the fans and the listeners expect from you in the near future? What's coming out? I mean, you, I know you already mentioned the website. You already mentioned the, the dildo. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you're really excited about that's going to be released very soon? I mean, very, very soon. I just had the, the series of N.com, Royalty Fucked. It was a three-part series. And I was very surprised by the reception of everybody. It was somehow very became viral because of the of the dialogue. It's uh, a parody, comedy, sex thing, and I was very actually proud of that. And um, besides that, this year I'm focusing on working with studios that I never worked. So I'm trying my best to do that. And that's one particular that I always wanted to work with, and I think it's one of, I can say, after shooting with them, I can say, okay, if I don't shoot anymore, if something happened, I'll be very happy, because I've shot with Regent Stallion, that's the one that I'm trying to get booked this year, so hopefully I will get that one. And I'm working on something, again, uh, more personal with the director in Europe, um, we are actually writing our uh, movie, so we'll be focusing more on uh, my personal life in the way that how hard it is to actually doing what I do and still have uh, a connection with somebody and try to find love doing what I do, but still having my personal twist on it. So, of course, it's a sex movie, but with a little bit more of a personal side. And that's one of the things that makes me excited about this year as well. Wonderful. I will send all the positive energy that I can, and listeners send it as well, that uh, Sir Peter, number one, works with the porn studio that he's dying to work with, and number two, that this fantastic, very interesting project in Europe... uh, comes to fruition and uh, is as wonderful as you imagine it to be. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Truly, thank you. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, your official social media, as well as the official links on how they can get your content? Uh, So on Twitter, they can look up uh, with Sir Peter Real. That's my name on Twitter and on OnlyFans, Sir Peter, with two E's. And all of my social medias are starting with Sir Peter's. So if you look for Sir Peter or Sir Peter Real, you will find everything that you want. And I always say, if you want to reach out and not in that time is that I don't reply to all of them, mainly because, and I understand uh, the unrequested sex pics and all of that but I try to respond to everybody even if you don't want if you're not a fan on my only pen on my only fans page if you send a message on Instagram I'll probably write you or reply faster and I always try to do that to everybody takes a little time but I always try to reply so that's the easiest way for you to reach me 
Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are listening? Um, I just like to thank everybody that uh, saw something special in me or saw that I had the ability to keep on doing that even when I didn't saw it. And I think it was because of the fans that I actually uh, accepted and saw what they were seeing in me. And I don't know how long this adventure, this career will last. I just know that if it ends tomorrow, I'll be very happy because I got to experience millions of things that I never experienced. And I actually got, honestly, real love from the fans that, that follow me. So that's, that's all I can say is thank you and hopefully I can make you these new projects make you happy and proud and honestly thank you for the opportunity to to reach out to me and to invite me to your podcast and again the things that for for me that doesn't happen often and i'm very thankful and grateful for the opportunity well you're welcome 100 percent. and and i definitely want to thank you so much for the interview sir peter you were fantastic thank you it's my pleasure trust me i mean like excited all all week, honestly. Beautiful. I love the sound of that. That that makes me smile. And uh, I mean, I said this to it's you true. before, but I will say it again in an official capacity during this interview recording. The door is open for more. Whenever you want to come back and update the listeners and your fans on what you're up to, new stuff mm-hmm. that's being released, you're more than welcome to come back. You have an open invitation. Thank you so much. I promise I'll be back. Perfect. Thank and you. you're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at poppychulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Sir Peter and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Have a good night, guys. Love you. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. 
Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.